Away, you moldy rogue. Away. Hello once again everyone and welcome to the Moldy Rogues podcast, the show that plays games with famous actors and film characters and microscopically scrutinises the very meaning of entertainment and facts. Today's random skirmish will see Leatherface, Leatherfacing off against Mary Poppins, and a Would I Lie to Cage with King Alfonso Thirteenth. Not many podcasts can boast such a lineup, and probably quite rightly. Let's get to those jungle drums. I get to choose first this time. So, my character is... Garth Algar from Wayne's World. Nope. I'm spinning again. (laughs) All right. I have got Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A murderous... Mm -hmm. Chainsaw-wielding maniac. Mm -hmm. For you, you have Henry Jones Sr., which is Sean Connery from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He's kind of a bit of a sexist uh, uh, ladies' man, is he not? In general or in the film? In the film. He's banging the Nazi, isn't he? We'll spin again. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This always goes wrong for you, but okay. So you give up the Scottish Lothario, and you get Mary Poppins. Are you serious? (laughs) In chinnery, chin, chinnery, chin, chin, It's chin chimney, not chin chinnery. (laughs) I thought it was the doctor from... Uh, yeah, from, I know, I was just going to say. <laughs> League of Gentlemen. Yeah, anyway, uh, that's mental. That is mental. That's like you set that up. Mary Poppins against you, Leatherface. You take that back. That's disgusting. All right, Mary, fine. Mary Poppins against Leatherface. Yeah? Anything spoken, I win automatically by default. And I don't think Leatherface is going to do as well as you think in a fight. Um... Well, he's got a chainsaw. Give me a number for the category. Fifteen. Which of these two can ride a horse most effectively? I was hoping for some sort of combat one, because I think Mary Poppins would be much better at combat than you give her credit for. I I haven't given her or taken any credit from Poppins for combat. Yeah. Well, Mary Poppins will be better at riding a horse, clearly. 
I don't think so. Does she have Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Is that her car? Nope. What does she do? She ride a broomstick or something? Don't ride a fucking broomstick. She comes down to earth on an umbrella. Oh, of course. Oh, her broomstick's ridiculous, isn't it? She rides an umbrella. Yeah, what does Leatherface do? He sort of just jogs around quite slowly, as I remember. He does. He does. So it's not like you're not going to hear him coming. <laughs> and also, this isn't in their weird Texas house. This is in London. This party's taking place. Wait a minute. Why is it you in get London? Battered. It's going to be mid-Atlantic. It's going to be a classic. He definitely can't swim. So What makes you think he can't swim? Because he looks like a div. <laughs> You can't see his face. Well, anyway, the point is, <laughs> Mary Poppins rides a horse in the film. No, she doesn't. She turns, yes, she does. She turns a merry-go-round horse into a real horse. Let me see. So, Mary Poppins no, horse. There is no record of Leatherface riding <laughs> any sort of horse. All right, there is footage of her riding a plastic horse. So, yeah, she's on the carousel. You're quite right. And then she brings it to life. So, therefore, she wins. Even if it was just a carousel, she still won because that's still closer to a horse than anything Leatherface does. All he does is chops up that teenage girl. So that's all she does. It's more than you've done. He's thrown a copper kettle over a pub. What have you done? <laughs> exactly. It is more than I've done, but it's not about me. It's not Leatherface versus James, is it? Mary yeah. Poppins wins. Because he has an interaction with a horse, Leatherface yes. does not. So oh, one nil. I hate it when you win. It re it genuinely irritates me. Um, I think Mary Poppins is actually a far better character than you think. I think she could win in combat. How is Poppins winning in? I mean, granted, she does have superpowers, right? She has superpowers. Leatherface comes at her, bumbling towards her with his chainsaw. She can just get a shotgun out of that bag. If you can pull anything out of the bag. This is true, I see. Yes, she does have a, a limitless... Although I don't see her as the sort of character who is going to be shooting people with a shotgun. I think she would if someone was coming out with a chainsaw. <laughs> if she was pushed. Yeah, <laughs> she can turn. Okay. Have we already had Molly Weasley? Oh, fuck off. Is that another Weasley? Now, you've got some filter or a filter or just Weasley. That it's is true. bullshit. Five of the last six spins I've had are all Weasleys. Mental. <laughs> you don't have to keep her, though. But, yes, you have Molly Weasley. Do you want to spin again? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll spin again. Well, because it always works out well. Um, yeah. Okay. Molly Weasley. If this is Ron Weasley, I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Jean Grey. Fine, I'll take that. Ex-woman. How good is your X-Man knowledge? Yeah, very good. No, it's not very good. Um, <laughs> she, she's sort of like Professor X. She can kind of control people's minds, but she's a bit more unstable than Professor X. She well, goes she's mental. a woman. Yeah. She has got vast empathetic, no, empathic and tele. Oh, good great. I've lost the ability to read. You can do stuff to people's minds, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which means that basically, whoever you choose next, unless it's Magneto, is going to lose. 
Well, let's just see what the random character database and comes up. I will just say for posterity, I am glad that I chose to change Molly Weasley to Jean Grey. <laughs> They're very similar fictional characters. <laughs> you do have a penchant for the ladies, do you not? Massively so. Yeah. So I'm going up against a telepathetic genius. Empathetic. <laughs> telekinetic. Well, no, it's a combination of telekinesis and telepathy, so she's telepathetic. Clever. Huh? Language is a tool. Okay, I have got Bruce Banner. As we know, of course, he can turn into the Hulk, which would make... No, he can't. No, he can't. I know, I know. You're a mild-mannered scientist. I'm spinning again. I'm not going to have the mild-mannered scientist. I shall have... Eric Cartman. It feels like I might be in a bit of trouble. Uh, well, we'll see. I don't like this. It looks like you've actually yes. got the better character. Give me a number. 48. Which of these two could most effectively plan a heist? Okay, so 2-0. <laughs> well, no, Carmen does plan quite a lot of heists. Do you part. run with this one? He does. He's mm -hmm. like the head of their gang. He's always mm -hmm. got some plan or other, hasn't he? Whereas Jean mm -hmm. Grey, to my knowledge, is just tied up, freaking out a bit in a purple top. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 2-0 to me. <laughs> Come on, make your argument. Let me hear you out before I throw you out. Yeah. Okay, so Cartman, a fat animated child. Yes. Right. Is not going to be as effective at planning a heist than somebody who can read and influence minds. Yeah, but reading and influencing minds got nothing to do with planning ability. Well, it's got everything to do with planning ability because she can actually plan everything out and action it without any outside factors because she can control all of that. So she could walk into a bank and you say, I see what my plan is. I'm going to go and ask the bank manager for money. She can walk into a bank, give me money, give me money. He just opens the vault, gives her loads of money. Doesn't even need to plan it. That's how good she is. But if she did, it would be brilliant. So, 2-0. That's fair enough. You know, the draw isn't always kind to us. <laughs> That's what I've learned. It's normally kind to me. Not this time. Not this time. You've got well, it. Or Leatherface. You, you lost to Mary Poppins as well. That makes it 4-3 in the overall game status. Well done, sir. You are victorious. Back of the net. So it goes.
this is our ever popular feature would i like to cage whereby james listens to a number of stories that either are true for our erstwhile friend nicholas cage or for a monstrous dictator from history's dark past James has been very successful so far, differentiating the two. So, let us kick in. True or false? Nicolas Cage once invaded the Vatican City and attempted to kidnap Pope Louis XXII. Um, no, I... no, no, I've got it wrong. I've got it wrong. That's not Nicolas Cage. That's a murderous dictator from history's dark past. Would you like to guess which murderous dictator from history's dark past that was? Attila the Hun. More recent. This is a true story. When when was it, sorry? I'm not going to give you a date. It'll make it too easy. He came up with an ingenious plan to kidnap Pope Pius XXII and use him for his own villainous means. Napoleon. No, that's Adolf Hitler. I was, you know what? He was the next on my list. He was the really? Next <laughs> Just going through Till of the Hun. Sure. Napoleon, Hitler. The old one, two, three, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so, Okay. Yeah. That was not even a palate cleanser. That was uh, throwing a dart at the wall before we begin the actual game. So, true or false? In 1994, Nicolas Cage bought... The Codex Leicester, the most famous of 30 surviving journals by Renaissance artist and thinker Leonardo da Vinci. Cage paid $31 million for the document, making it the most expensive book ever sold. Uh, $30 million, $31 million. $31 million. Um... You know, I think it's a book, isn't it? Well, here's the thing. If it's a dinosaur skull, <laughs> he's your man. But, you know, if it's some weird shit like that, if it's something wait, that wait, Neil wait, Armstrong wait. brought back from the moon, he'd be all over it. <laughs> I, I don't think this is Cage. I think this is a dictator of some description. Okay, I can reveal that this... Is not Nicholas Cage. You are yes. right. This was Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. More like it. Yeah, yeah. The murderous dictator from the 1990s, Bill Gates. Well played, that is one nil to you. All right, true or false? In the 1990s, Nicholas Cage went <laughs> on a shopping spree that entailed the purchase of three residences at a total cost of more than $33 million. The purchase of 22 automobiles, including nine Rolls-Royces, 12 purchases of expensive jewelry, and 47 purchases of artwork and exotic items. That feels like the fruity precipice, but is that true or false? I think only because you said exotic items at the end am I even interested in this. (laughs) The Rolls Royce and whatever, all that sort of stuff, yeah, yeah, whatever. But the exotic items, this might even be when he bought his uh, shrunken pygmy heads. (laughs) 
How much the 30 something million again? There's a number of things. The uh, residences were 33 million, 22 cars, 12 pieces of jewelry, 47 pieces of artwork. In and one sitting? No, the, this was over a period of time. I feel a bit like that's too much because I know he's a, obviously a very wealthy man, but I feel like his wealth does have limits. It's not, <laughs> that sounds like dictator work to me. I'm thinking this is some sort of Arab oil money. It sounds more like to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Arab oil money. So it's not a Nicolas Cage. I can reveal. This is a Nicolas Cage. Oh, this is a true story. You are incorrect, sir. These are all true, so that is 1-1. One, one. All right. True or false? Nicolas Cage has a number of strange beliefs, one of which is that some people possess an evil eye and can control the thoughts of whoever is caught in their stare. Cage so feared the evil eye, he refused to meet with King Alfonso XIII of Spain because he was certain that the king possessed it. Um, I'm going to say this is not Nicolas Cage. What? Because, here's the thing, because <laughs> King Alfonso XIII of Spain was <laughs> has not been alive for quite a long while. <laughs> So that's sort of given it away slightly. <laughs> Unless you're going to tell me Nicolas Cage has found a way to preserve himself for all these years. But, so no, I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm sure he does have some very odd beliefs, but uh, I think this is not one of them. Would you care to guess which historical dictator this story is true of? Uh, Alfonso XIII. <laughs> One of the best Spanish kings. I think we can all agree. He's certainly top five. Well, speak for yourself. I'd say he's <laughs> top eight. Top eight. Push. Um, so is it another, another European leader? I'm not saying who... that. I'm saying it's Nicolas Cage, but you're saying it's not. So if you're correct, I mean, which Nicolas Cage murderous dictator would it be? In the 1920s or the turn of the century, was he? So Maybe he's a vampire. But he sleeps in a pyramid, doesn't he? <laughs> he doesn't sleep in a pyramid. He dies in a pyramid. Ah, okay. Um, maybe Mussolini. You are correct on both yes. points. It is not Nicholas Cage. It was our friend, but not our friend, Mussolini, who <laughs> believed in the evil eye and refused to meet with King Alfonso Thirteenth of Spain, whereas Nicolas Cage went on holiday to Myanmar with King Alfonso Thirteenth of Spain. Nicolas Cage and King Alfonso Thirteenth of Spain, who died. Yeah, yeah. Well done, devastating is... when King Alfonso passed away 80 years ago. <laughs> that is 2-1 to you. Okay. True or false? Kathleen Turner wrote mm. in her 2008 memoir, Send Your Roses, that Cage stole a chihuahua and was arrested twice for driving drunk while they filmed Peggy Sue Got Married. Yeah, I believe that. There's nothing there that 
<laughs> makes me think that this that is That doesn't not... even surprise you. you. You would have guessed no. that before she'd written it in her memoir. I think if it had just been got arrested for driving drunk, then I would have been a bit like, well, there's nothing a little bit left field about it. Oh, no, he stole a chihuahua as well. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I believe that. That is the correct answer. <laughs> You've got very good at this game. All right, final one. Cage once forgot his favourite hat whilst going to Italy, not to meet Pope Gregory the Ninth on this occasion. So he paid $1,500 to have his beloved headwear flown first class. The hat was reportedly even upgraded to the pilot's chambers to keep from being crushed. Now, you see, I question that. Is it an upgrade to go from a first-class seat to being in the pilot's chambers? I mean, that's not part of the question, but uh, is that a true or false Nicolas Cage fact? Uh, Did he pay to upgrade his hat, or was his hat just upgraded because it had enough points or whatever? (laughs) Well, he paid to have it put in first class because he forgot it. And this was 2003 as well, so it's $1,500. He slapped it in first class, and then because he's so famous, the pilot insisted on cramming it into the pilot's chambers. Um, I'm going to say no, it's not true. It's not Nicolas Cage, because I don't really think he wears hats very much. Which is odd for a man with an odd hairline. Yeah. Mm. I don't think he's he's much of a hat wearer. So I'm going to say no, it's not true. I think he's definitely in his wheelhouse to fly. If it was his favourite dinosaur skull or something, he probably would (laughs) shell out that kind of money. Maybe slap one of those in the first-class carriage. He needs a pygmy head brought over ASAP. Sure, I can believe that. But a hat, I just... I've never seen him wearing a hat, I don't think. Would you care to guess which European dictator that is true of, if it's not Nicolas Cage? You said it was 2003, or are you lying about the year as well? No, no, the years. All the facts are true, most of them. Mm, No, I'm drawing a blank there. Mm. It's difficult, but I must say, you are correct. That is a non-Nicholas yes. Cage story. Well done. That was actually Bono from U2, the murderous ah. Irish dictator, which you should have picked on. Yeah. But that means you are, and we can hear the clarion call of Ronaldo and the North Korean victory call of James so seldom heard but so beautiful to the ear well did I get everything right there I thought I got one wrong it was four and one so best of five you crushed it that's no bad how do you feel after that victory absolutely elated the army marches on 
yeah, it, it's like an out of body experience, is it? Very much so. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you get addicted to it as well. Winning, I think, and, you know, it's, you're forever chasing that high. You know, a truly special moment. I feel. And there you had it, another 25 minutes of head-scratching nonsense. Next week, we'll return to the world of the Umpa Lumpa and have another foghorn-laden trip to the world of trailer trash. Until then. Take it easy, guys. Mm-hmm.